Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Let's talk about Letterboxd. What's that? I don't even know if like everyone into movies knows, but... No. <laughs> it's like a movie logging app, pretty much. I mean, it is kind of a social community if you want to use it for that, but... Whatever you watch, you log it in. Whatever your friends are watching, if you follow them. And if they're public, right? I guess you could be private, yeah. technically. Yeah, like, I don't have my activity set to public, so <laughs> if I mark something... <laughs> what are you hiding? <laughs> Just a private person, you know? Frank Ocean's not going to put his activity out there like that. So what did he watch last Saturday night? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth. Wow. But yeah, so basically, you can either be very private with it or you can be public and you can follow people they can follow you so it can be used in that way and i do follow some people but i never post anything myself really i mean primarily for me from the jump when i got it which was oh i think it was 2016 the end of 2016 damn but basically for me it's just really helpful for keeping track of what i've watched and what i want to watch so you know, that's all time. But also, since I started, I keep a list of like, what I've watched in terms of new things in a given year. So it just helps me remember for that. Yeah, I don't go back that far. I think I just got it last year sometime. I think think you're around two years now. One day you just like put me on like, oh, yeah, I use this app to like track all my shit, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, and I remember like I downloaded it. And at that point, I felt like damn i've been slacking like i need to log (laughs) everything i've watched and yo i think i seriously put in like a good three hours that day on like logging shit that i've watched it's kind of addicting it is especially like that first couple weeks where you're like oh this and like you start remembering things because it's not also like you have to search everyone you know they have it where you can search by decade, like most popular of that decade or by year or whatever. So it's giving you stuff to choose from to say like, oh yeah, I saw that, saw that. You know, it's not like you have to type everyone in from memory. Yeah, it's weird. Like, believe it or not, you can go to like a letterbox wormhole where (laughs) you just keep going down these lists and that's what happened to me. Like I would go down these lists or I don't know what to call them yet, but like decade or whatever. And I would just scroll and see like, oh yeah, watch this. But it's not even just about what you watched. You can also start like a watch list or right. things you want to do. So I was like, fuck, I want to watch this or I've heard about this. And yeah, for the first two weeks, I can probably say I was doing like a one or two hours a day on Letterbox, which is insane. Damn. It's like social media numbers on there, you know? Yeah. And that's for you also who is very picky, I guess is the word, about adding more apps to your phone. Yeah, I was like quickly a huge fan of the app. Especially because I like keeping track and I also felt like I needed to have all these movies like organized, which is like another thing that maybe we can get into. But I started making my own list and compartmentalizing all the movies I've watched and like breaking down by decades or by genre. And yeah, there's a lot we can do. But yeah, I mean, to that point, also, you can have public lists where people can like or follow those lists. And they can, you know, go back to that and reference them. And then you can also have private lists, which is what I do pretty much for all of them, where I keep track of new things I've watched in a given year or whatever, or certain themes of like 
whatever or sometimes it's just oh these are the ones i know i want to watch like in the next group kind of thing and like you said you do have a watch list in general which is like a separate thing where it's just everything you want to watch in one place and yeah you could break it down to these other lists separately yeah and it all works pretty well but before we move on let's get to the basics real quick what do you think about the name the name letterboxed and how do you spell that again <laughs> letter like writing a letter and then uh-huh. b-o-x-d Ooh. you know silicon valley always has to get rid of a letter or a vowel here yeah, and there something you don't need it but i don't know it doesn't really make sense not at all <laughs> i'm like trying to find it right now i'm literally staring at the name and it's like letter but it does kind of work i don't know it's just kind of taken on a new meaning where it is what it is you know what i mean so i'm not mad at it but if you ask me to explain why it has that name i would not have an answer for you yeah like i'm a big fan of things having a name that once you hear it you know exactly what it is right however if you tell me hey kev you ever heard a letterboxed <laughs> even if i didn't and i try to guess what it is i'm sure i'd be way off yeah people reading this episode title are gonna be like wait what maybe it could be like a book log no or no. a pen pal service pen pals wow or maybe just the new uh microsoft documents app <laughs> i don't know <laughs> or pages uh yeah i mean i'm struggling to find the good here i don't think it's bad it's fine i think once you're used to it or you hear the name it's kind of unique in its way because again letterbox something you don't hear every day in normal language but feels like it could be the name of a common song or something hip-hop <laughs> hip-hop yeah i could see that but i think it could have been better i don't know obviously what it would be but it'd be hard for me to pro it so i'm gonna do like con i'm gonna give it a light pro just because even though it doesn't make sense it works in my opinion so i'm not mad at it and it's easy to remember easy to roll off the tongue pretty much so it barely scrapes by on the pro side for me that's the name but what about that logo or that app photo i don't even know what you call it icon icon damn so it's like three circles of color overlapping against a black background. Again, <laughs> you would have no idea this is for movies. <laughs> but I'm also not mad at it. Like, it works, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm liking this more than the name. I actually like it. It looks neat. I like the color scheme. One's orange, one's green, one's blue with a nice palette what does it have to do with anything i don't know the only thing i can think of and i'm kind of reaching it's like you know the 3d glasses almost oh but yeah that's like red and blue ish kind of outside of that again not the most descriptive to what the app is but i don't hate it this i'm gonna actually give like a light pro to yeah i think i'd go with a light pro also like it still kind of works let's get into the app though which, by the way, I don't know if we said it, but you can use it on a website, too, or on a mobile app. So it's not only an app, but let's start with the app first. And we'll be comparing along the way. But I'm just going to start it out with one thing where for anybody downloading it new, the app used to be much better. And then I accidentally downloaded an update, even though I was trying to avoid it. 
my thumb slipped trying to update <laughs> something else. And Damn, let's just say my app now has ads all over it. So that kind of sucks. So it's not as good as before. Damn. I mean, first off, I just want to tell people, dry your phone screen so your fingers <laughs> don't slip. But you're also, you don't like to do many upgrades or updates. Yeah. Or both. I mean, you had a good old iPhone for a while. Mm-hmm. You make it work. And this time, I would have agreed with you on not updating it. Yeah, which they're trying to do to get people to subscribe to the paid tiers. But come on, like, don't throw these ads in my face. And, you know, for people who are like, oh, maybe I won't download the app. I wouldn't say totally let that persuade you not to, which we'll get into talking about the rest of it. But I will say I mostly use the website now, even though I used to use the app more. But do you know the price for the pro version or no? I feel like it's like fifteen twenty or something. Or maybe like forty five fifty a year or something like that, I think. So there's two tiers. I'm looking it up right now. The pro with no ads, blah blah blah. Eighteen ninety nine per year. Still no. So easy no for me, dog. <laughs> but then there's a Patreon. That's like fifty or something, right? Forty eight ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, I better be getting stock in the company. <laughs> <laughs> because i <laughs> and that's per year yeah that's per year what i pay like on playstation for free games and online <laughs> service i mean if it was like one or two dollars for a one-time upgrade or even one or two a year maybe i consider it but eighteen twenty a year nah joe i'll just use the website and occasionally the app and just try to blindside myself from the ads which are mostly like banner ads but Banner ads are, like, tacky as hell. Yeah. They just look weird. They look awful. It ruins an otherwise beautiful app. Yeah. I almost prefer... I mean, I might be taking this back as soon as I say it, but <laughs> I'd probably prefer, like, a pop-up window or video if I'm using the app for more than five minutes or something right. than a banner. Because, I mean, now going to the good side, I think it's a good-looking app. Yeah. Outside of the ads, I think yeah. it's great. And I had the ad-free experience for, like, three years or whatever it was three four years so it's a pretty dark setup almost movie screen or movie theater like so it's Mm -hmm. like a dark gray on lighter gray background and some black pretty much it lets the movie posters or artwork yeah the artwork the titles just pop out like that's what you get it works pretty well it's how most of these movies or photography apps should look just because it lets them stand out you know right works really well everything is like on pretty much columns or rows of like movies and you can scroll through them left to right scroll up and down to see other lists and other categories pretty easy to do you could give this to your grandma and she would probably be able to work it like i have no complaints with it easily pro the overall look and feel of the app i mean i don't know if my grandma's could figure it out but (laughs) hey but yeah i mean it's not too crazy complicated and they have like the home page with different like hot films right now and like new stuff from people you're following they have like a search page where you could look up a movie or go by you know release date or genre or whatever they have like a add a new thing you saw part they have an activity thing for all the people you follow where you can see if someone has a public like what they watched at what time if they wrote a review of it, etc. And then there's like your profile stuff, which you can edit as well. 
where you can put like your favorite films or your reviews or any of that stuff. So again, remove the ads back to a beautiful app. And I kind of don't want to oversell that the ads fully ruin the experience, but at the same time, to me, they kind of do. Usually now I'll just use the website, like I was saying before, which has pretty similar design laid out a little differently for the web, but same kind of idea and some functionality that works better, especially in my opinion for like that initial run through when you're marking Mm -hmm. all the films you've seen. It's easier on the website because it's more of one click versus two clicks when you're looking through all the films. But so the app without ads, I'd give like a solid to heavy pro with ads. I give it like a very light pro just because it takes me out of the experience. Yeah, I can't even hate on that. I'd probably go a similar route. It's just ugly sometimes. Like right now, yeah, <laughs> I'm like talking about it and going through the app and I open up like your personal account and there's like this huge banner ad that pops up and takes legit like the center of the screen. Yeah. And it's like a dude washing his hands and it's like <laughs> Yeah, all the ads why? are also so tasteless. Yeah, it doesn't like if you're promoting a fucking Marvel movie or something throw it in there like (laughs) it is what it is but no this is like yeah mine is for like grilled steak bowls by me (laughs) (laughs) hey we all get hungry i guess but yeah if you you make um all movie base or i don't know film i'd be okay with it kinda it would make more sense fit more yeah but and better designed ads too don't just throw the me on these ads (laughs) and the cash apps and it's not even that good brands either it, it is <laughs> like even MeUndies and Cash App would be a little more respectable. <laughs> Low key, I mean, no disrespect to us, but we might just throw an ad out there to go listen to pros and cons. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I hope it works. <laughs> Let's test it out because it looks like you don't need much to go up here, um, which is obviously a negative. Overall, I guess without the ads, I'd probably go like a solid pro or probably even better than that. Like I really like this app. I think it's useful. It's not one that you open every day, but I feel like now I need it in my phone at all times. Yeah, it serves a function. Yeah, but with the ads, yeah, I'd probably downgrade it to like a light pro. And the website, I'd probably give like a solid pro. Yeah, I've never used the site, but if it's anything like the app, and maybe if there are any ads, you have like a ad blocker or some shit. Yes, sir. Then, yeah, <laughs> I mean, even if I haven't used it, I could probably pro that, so I like that. All right, so we've been talking around like the design and stuff like that. One of the features, which I believe we mentioned, is that you can leave reviews on a movie. And that shows up for, you know, if you're following someone or they're following you or whatever. But it can also just be if you go to a certain movie and you can check what the reviews are for that. So what do you think of the reviews on Letterboxd in general? And like, do you check them at all or much? No. I'm not a reviewer. I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm talking about just reading, even though. No, yeah, like, I, I don't. Yeah. I am. Like, don't get me wrong. I look at stars and ratings, but to, like, actually go read a review, it's so no for me. Even, like, Yelp. I guess I compare it to something like that, but mm-hmm. obviously this is for movies. And movies has plenty of them. I don't know. IMDb, Fan- Fandango or some shit. I don't even know. Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes uh <laughs> Should have probably been my first answer, but (laughs) I don't rely on it. However, I don't hate having it there. I feel like this is the 
perfect place to have reviews and especially when you're trying to build a community like they kind of have i personally don't write any but we have some friends that do shout out to soft class who i think actually went viral with a review oh yeah one of the joker ones <laughs> i don't want to say his review but it was something along the lines and yeah it's like if you think oh, damn i'm yeah. blinging too it's like if you yeah. think this is deep but you've only swam in a pool and you've never been in the ocean all right i found it so if you've never swam in the ocean, then of course the pool seems deep. Wow. And I got 13K likes on Letterboxd, and I know it was also reposted on Twitter several times where it went viral, so. Pretty funny. I do like reviews like that, you know, quick one-two-liners. I like it. Serves the, the purpose. However, I don't fully agree. I enjoy Joker. <laughs> uh, but everyone's entitled to their opinion, and that's why I pro this feature. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get into the Joker stuff myself at the moment, but in terms of, like, the one-liner aspect, that is kind of a thing with Letterboxd for both the pro and con side, is that it can be filled with, like, troll reviews, you know what I mean? Mm. And people just saying something to try to be provocative or try to be, you know, edgy or whatever, where it's yeah. almost like tweets in a way. You gotta stop taking shots at soft class <laughs> right now. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> no, but basically, like, people use it because those reviews are public. Like, they're trying to get a laugh or a joke in or clout or whatever. And, and I feel like there's two kinds of reviews. There's those shorter ones where it's just, like, what I just said. Or it's the super long super in-depth ones that are way too detailed for anyone to read and there's also kind of a third which is just lazy you know like people write a few words not even trying to be funny or anything just like oh quick sentence of what i thought or talking about one specific part in the movie and it's like i get it but again what good is that doing so i'm gonna con the reviews because i pretty much never find them helpful and often i find them annoying so Damn. I mean, since I don't read them, I didn't know about this trying to be funny troll side of reviews on Letterboxd. If a lot of them or most of them were like that, I might go through and read some now. <laughs> but them long ones, yeah, so no. But I do think, in theory, it could work Like if it wasn't that way. In mm. the sense of this being like a place for anyone, no matter who you are, to become... I wouldn't say like a critic, that's like a bit of a strong and formal word but just to express your opinion on a movie you know like before you had to be a critic and work for a newspaper or magazine or something to write your thoughts on a movie now anyone can do it and it's concentrated in this one place of people who mostly are film lovers so it should work it doesn't really because this is the internet in 2020 another feature that we have on the app it's the activity page, which we kind of mentioned earlier because, you know, you're a private person. We found out a lot about you <laughs> and your movie habits. But, yeah, an activity window, which we kind of know Instagram used to have. Now it's gone. Put on Letterboxd. We still have it. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, it's also kind of the original post feed in a way, too. But, yeah, like we mentioned, it's basically people you follow and what they watched at a certain time or at least when they logged it and if they write a review and if they made a list 
that's public or any of that stuff. So I don't know. I'm kind of mixed on it. Like it works for Letterboxd and you do have the option of making stuff private like I do. If you didn't have that, that would suck. But I don't know. At the same time, it could be better. Like it's just whatever. It's like an ongoing stream and depending how many people you follow, you could get super far behind if you don't check it for a while. And I don't know, I used to look at it more in the beginning, and then I just kind of stopped looking at it. I don't know, it's just whatever, I guess. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really looked at this page other than when I'm looking at the app and I'm like, oh, what is this little icon here in the bottom? And then I click it and I'm like, oh, that means activity. (laughs) and like i guess that's kind of clicking it by mistake or just out of curiosity so yeah i basically don't ever really use it another reason for it is because in the app when you're in the home page there's like a little friends section so whenever they like or watch the oh yeah like new from friends yeah new from friends and kind of goes there and i feel like that's enough for me to stay on top of what like my friends are watching right i don't feel like i'd have to go to the activity even though it gives you more info i think like yeah like you said more things that if you're not private like if you add something to your watch list blah blah blah, where i don't know if that shows it on the main screen yeah but with that said like it's fine that it's there however like i'd be completely fine if they remove it from the app i really don't need it doesn't serve a purpose for me or what i want to do with the app so well let me ask you real quick would you find the activity page maybe more interesting if someone you really want to see on letterbox was on it i don't think so for example like quentin tarantino i really like all his films probably top three directors for me really like all his movies that i've seen yeah Every time he puts out a list of like, oh, my film was inspired by these, right. I don't want to watch any of them. <laughs> it's like a bunch of black and white movies or like super cult classics or a random ass movie that I'm sure it's okay, but... Foreign films. Yeah, foreign films. It's like, I'm not going to watch that. So <laughs> still probably con it. I mean, it would be interesting to see more higher profile people get on Letterboxd. I mean, Sean Baker who's the director, he did, like, the Florida Project. He's super active on there and one of the more interesting members, but I'm still not checking the activity page much anymore, so, or at all, really, but... But, yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that I don't really know how I feel about on Letterboxd because it does have the potential to be this movie social media platform, but at least I don't really use it as that. Like, I'm personally just using it as a log, and not to gain followers and like get recommendations and all of that which can kind of hurt them like what you said like if there were some high profile people that start using it and put it out there on twitter or instagram then i feel like there'll be like a wave or like a growth to Mm -hmm. letterbox but i feel like most people use it this way i feel like a lot of people do leave reviews but yeah i'm sure there's definitely tons of people who just use it like we do for logging only and it's private and etc and yeah i mean i agree i would con it as a social platform and pro it just as a logging tool yeah i'd give it those same grades too and in terms of the logging aspect you know when you were first adding your kind of bringing them all up and over time you keep filling in gaps and ones that you forgot about and you see more and etc but with the total either when you first finished adding that 
initial round or what it is now, would you say you're surprised at that number or is it lower than you thought or higher or? I think now I'm more comfortable with it. At first, I felt like I was being cheated. <laughs> like, yo, I, I for sure have seen way more than this, you know? Yeah. Um, like, for example, I think like after those couple first days of me like logging stuff in, I was somewhere like at 400 films or something. And I was like, there's no way. Like, yeah. you know, there's 300 days in a year. <laughs> Or, I mean, more than that, but, you know, like, you start trying to calculate, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, there's, I have seen way more from when I was a kid, blah, blah, and, and then, like, I slowly kept adding and, like, kept remembering, and sometimes you just go by, like, director, and go like, oh, shit, yeah, I forgot about him, and you add, like, another five right there, boom. Yeah, or actor, like, oh, Adam Sandler, I saw yeah, these I movies. Mean, <laughs> yeah, come on now. And now, what I say, like, 400, mm. now, like, after adding, and obviously time has gone by, like, I've watched plenty more. It's like at seven something, low seven, like seven twenty maybe, and now it's like more comfortable. I'm sure I'm still missing some stuff, but that number makes more sense, especially after like realizing like at first when I logged those first like four hundred, I thought like yo, this is all I've watched. Like I let it all out there, you know. <laughs> it's like I was an athlete, you know. It's game seven, like I threw it all out there. I have nothing else. And then, like, after I added everything, it's like, holy shit, then maybe I haven't seen that much, you know? Or right. sometimes you feel like, yeah, I watch three movies a week, but really it's only, like, once a month or <laughs> twice, you know? And, like, you just exaggerate in your brain or something. One thing you briefly mentioned when you were saying that, movies we saw when we were a kid, you know, like, I feel like we forget so many of those, or at least initially, you know? Yeah, but another thing is that I didn't count it was that i was re-watching the same shit <laughs> so i could have been watching a movie but it was the same movie right shout out to pocahontas uh <laughs> which <laughs> i had on vhs pocahontas lion king and like the first toy story bruh i put numbers and maybe at the time it felt like i was watching a different movie but <laughs> no nah, it was the same one yo i've watched this 500 times <laughs> How do I only have 400 oh, movies? I only have 400. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, my numbers should actually only be like four. But in reality, with total plays in general, you actually have like 5,000. 5,000, yeah, exactly. But it's also weird because like I feel now I don't rewatch movies at all. Like, yeah. Since I can remember, like I rarely do that. But when I was a kid, I used to rewatch the same shit. There's some, like if I really like them, I'll rewatch at least once or twice and this is like from recent years like a ladybird or waves or ones that really made an impact but for the most part i definitely try to just watch new stuff because mm -hmm. i want to keep like expanding all the time you know that's what i'm saying open your third eye um <laughs> yeah like i've been trying to rewatch once upon a time in hollywood probably since the movie came out still <laughs> haven't done it probably close to a year since it came out now but yeah over a year I mean, that one's tougher. It's a longer movie, but... Yeah. And I know I'd enjoy it, but... I mean, sometimes it's just too fresh, you know? Even after a year. Yeah, I gotta give it another 10. I was, like, a bit higher when I first started, but even I felt the same thing of, like, really? That's it? You know, like, I still felt like I was missing stuff. And I would say that over time, I've kind of found the same thing of, like, yeah, this feels more right now. And, yeah, saying that I've watched a bunch more in these years since i've had it since the end of 2016 so now i'm like a little bit over a thousand 
And I'm like, yeah, that feels about right. And I'm sure I'm still missing stuff. Even like every, I would say like once a month or something, I remember one. I'm like, oh, I don't think I logged that. And then I'll look it up. It's not there. So it definitely still has its gaps. And that'll always happen. And that's kind of the fun in a way, too. And before we give our overalls, how do you feel about the app being mostly like movies and documentaries, but not shows? I know there's... Oh, yes. Access I'm to so some. glad you brought this up. Like, you could put some shows. I think I found some, but... Yeah, there are occasionally some. But, yeah, I mean, that's something I've wanted for years, is that I wish they would add TV shows, because it's so hard to keep track of the TV shows you watch. There's not a place for it. And not even just that, like... You can argue that movies and TV shows are kind of almost merging into one. And if oh, anything, yeah, for sure, there's like, I wouldn't say more money to be made now, but we see the industry like moving into producing way more shows now yeah. with Netflix and all the streaming services where there's going to be the use for that. And if anything, there will be a point in the future where there'll probably be just as many shows as movies or, you know, be in production per year and yeah. that people want to track it. So I mean, I see way more TV shows every year than movies that I like, you know. I can agree with that as well. There's just so much more options. And like you said, the investment is being made more there. And even stuff that used to be movies is now becoming TV shows like High Fidelity, which was a movie with John Cusack from 2000 that they just made into a new show with Zoe Kravitz, which is really good. I would recommend it on Hulu. But you know, you should be able to log that and you should be able to make lists of your TV shows and etc. And I realized that it would be like a little more complicated because it has episodes and whatever, but they could figure it out. Like. Yeah, they can make it work for sure. And yeah, I'd agree. I'd like con just the app not having that feature. If there's anything I'd say I'd change or add to the app, this would be number one for sure. And also just a quick side note, not for Letterboxd, but it would be cool to have, like, a music version of this, like, for albums. Not mad at that. But, yeah, so even with those cons, it's still the best movie logging option available. And so I would still give it an overall light to Solid Pro. Again, please remove the ads for the free tier. I know that may seem crazy to ask for, but anyway, going off that, overall, Letterboxd has been good to me pro the idea of using it to log in keep track of all these films and it was a tool that was missing from my life so i'm glad to have it yeah i can agree with most of that with the ads it's still a decent app obviously it makes it a con but something that if we were like paid members or whatever we'd probably think the app is flawless but i guess that could be a con in itself like you're having to pay for it yeah it looks good. It works well. It does its job. The name is whatever. Could have changed it at first. Now it's too late. <laughs> Logo's cool. At TV shows and maybe you could go to a pro of pros. But for now, I'll stay somewhere in the moderate pro. Like a, a little bit above light. Yeah, that's fair. But not solid. I think that would be the next step. Just go to adding TV shows. That would really expand it. For sure. That wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Bloom Summer, Summer with an O on everything. And I'm Kev. You can find me at Same Old Kev pretty much everywhere. Peace.